Hello and welcome to another podcast from The Practical Medium, and I am Michelle, your Practical Medium for the night. Or half hour, 35 minutes, maybe 33. Well, somewhere in there. I try to keep these around a half an hour so people don't uh, get too bored. Um, but if somebody wants a longer podcast, you know, my, my email address is uh, down below in the uh, the box, and you can tell me, hey, I'd like you to do a topic on this, and can you spend more time talking about it? Just let me know. Um, so tonight's conversation is um, going to be about poltergeists, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit, but I want to just kind of get some things that are at the forefront of my brain that I've um, been wanting to t- bring up for people to think about. But before I even get to the spitballing, I just would like to let people know that if you hear noise in the background, it's because I am kitten sitting. He's between four and five months old. He's totally adorable. He's also a living pain in the ass. So if anybody's had ever had a kitten that age, and there's no other kitten around here, in fact, I'm surprised he's not creating his own little polter, kitty poltergeist. Um, you know, that there's noise in the background and I don't acknowledge it. It's not because I'm not aware of, you know, there's not, I don't have a visitor that I, that I can't see. I, I, I can see this guy. He's like almost pure white and he glows in the dark. So, um, he's, um, he's been fun. He goes back to his mom soon, but in the meantime, um, I've been having a good time with this, uh, him, good time with this little stinker who likes to attack my feet when I least expect it. So on that note, um, a couple of things. Um, I am going to be doing the next few podcast topics on common things that I see on Reddit, like common posts, the same stuff that I see over and over and people don't seem to really um, get a grip on or find the perspective they need to understand that um, they... You know, they're 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 giving into uh, a primal thinking, or they're giving into patterning, or training, or even, you know, it's like influences from religion or or mythology. And I will be happy to say that I've also done that myself. I am not immune. I'm just sharing what I've learned and helping people, you know, hopefully, do the same and learn and understand that this stuff isn't all that scary. Now, when I get to talking about poltergeists, sure, that's some scary shit because it is creepy and it is weird, but there is a physical human creation basis for these things. And again, I will get to that shortly. But I want to point out that um, occasionally I go on Reddit and people, and I, I go in when somebody needs, I post when somebody is really needing help about something. I and Honestly... I will get uh, a pull from their their departed loved one sometimes even to go to that to go to that post read and make my own commentary to help explain what's going on. So on that note, I will um, I'll put my username down in the description box because it's um, a little obnoxious and I based it on. Um, an old redditor who burned up and uh, went down in a blaze of glory. But if you're of a certain era from Reddit, you'll know that Unidan, the biologist, would always start a post with a cheery biologist here. Well, I wanted a name that said, hey, there's a female posting and there's no, no, there's no other way to deny, you can't deny this as a female with this name. So I prefaced it 
with um, a description of female anatomy with the word here after that. So you kind of know, yeah, that's a woman here. But I'll, I'll keep it out of the I'll keep it out of the podcast and um, <laughs> just write it down. I don't know why I'm embarrassed about it because you guys know I swear, but who knows? I'm autistic. I get weird sometimes. Sometimes. Anyway, all right. So on that note, if you want to, when um, I post my username on, for Reddit, you can go through my history, you can go through my posts, and you can see what I have talked about with people. Um, some back in the winter, there was a law officer, law enforcement officer, who posted about a haunted property, and I helped him give give insight with that, um, which was pretty cool, and. Um, you know, some of the things that I pick up on and how I pick them up and just explain what is going on. So another resource, I guess you could say, of my uh, <laughs> mental emissions. So on that note, now that I've got the spitballing out, uh, so uh, I'm going to state it out loud because this is what I've been, uh, this is the best thing I've been told, the best approach to this. I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to get better about making regular podcasts. Um, I'm not, I'm going to try to do weekly and, um, not be so distracted from this stuff. But I will say one thing right now, when you get, when I got sick, I did, it was in denial that I was sick and that's pretty weird for me, but, um, I just got strung out and, um, Whoa, I'll never do that again. But it really did that kind of. The, I got an intestinal bug, and it really did screw up my uh, ability to connect with regularity so, to the other side because it was real subtle and weird. And knock on wood, I will never feel like that again. So, all right, now that I'm done bitching, kvetching, spitballing, let's get on to tonight's topic, which is the poltergeist. Now, as of this recording. I'm a couple weeks shy of turning 48, so that means I'm a Gen Xer. If you were a Gen Xer, um, you most likely saw the movie Poltergeist at some point, and you probably saw the sequels, and you saw all the movies that used poltergeists to scare the pants off of us. And, um, you know, the, the, that movie, Poltergeist, was some scary scary ass shit man i tell you i i saw it and i was freaked out um but you know we all survived and uh we got past it <laughs> and, uh, we're still here to talk about it but however poltergeists uh those movies and movies that use poltergeists as uh foils or perpetrators what have you they don't help understand uh what a poltergeist really is and um a poltergeist is not something that is a Loki-like character or a chaotic creature that comes into your home randomly and makes your life so miserable that you think that you're going to die, but you never really do. A poltergeist is actually known as a PK phenomenon in the paranormal world. Uh, PK is short for psychokinesis. And yes... I'm going there for those of you who have, you know, seen the the, uh, the episodes of whatever um, whatever science channel du jour that debunks the paranormal stuff like psychokinesis. Can you bend spoons with your mind and will? No? Well, fuck you then. Yeah, uh, it doesn't work like that. Psychokinesis is not necessarily something that people can control very easily. 
mainly because it, they don't even know they're doing it. And if you try to focus your energy to do something like bend spoons, you're not going to generate enough um, energy out of your body and mind to, to do it unless you're doing it for years and years and years and you've practiced and you've tried to figure it out. And even then, you're not, you just don't generate enough energy, and there he goes, to really get it done. So it, when, it, when it comes to the whole psychokinesis and trying to make it a, something you can do on command, there's probably people out there have that have done it. I will never say not, never to, or no, or never to these these incidences. But by and large, it's just not something that can that's going to happen just because somebody thinks it. The source of poltergeists are almost always teenagers. And every time I have read about a poltergeist on Reddit or anywhere else, there's a teenager in the house. So why, why, why are teenagers so special when it comes to the creation of a poltergeist? Well, think about if you're, if you're an adult now, think about how you felt in your teenage years. Did you ever have a lot of energy that you couldn't blow off and you couldn't do it in any way, shape, or form? Or even if you did get active, like go play, you know, play um, basketball or football or whatever with your friends and, you know, and you still felt like you couldn't relax or calm down. Well, you know, all his hormones, it's stress of the body changes, it's misery because of the body changes. Um, and it's just, your body is like a dynamo. It can't stop creating this energy and it makes your mind miserable. It makes your body miserable too because of all the changes. Now, most people, most teenagers, even though they can't get rid of this energy, will not create a poltergeist because they're not typically in that state long enough. But there are are individuals who can never really calm down, relax, and that doesn't mean they have a disorder. They are just experiencing the extremes of being a teenager and not able to get relief. So when you have somebody like that who's um, in the household, which is a teenager, and they are going through the physical changes of life that's, that begin their lives uh, and the stress that comes with it, um, and there's no relief or release in any form. And uh, they start becoming a powerhouse or a dynamo for psychokinetic energy. And um, they start creating something that is kind of like them. But really, it's not. But it's connected to them. And it gets its energy from them. But it's not them. And that's the scary part, because a poltergeist is semi-sentient. It's got a little bit of processing power. It can do a little bit of thinking on its own, but it, it relies on the human to keep it going because the poltergeist is the human being. It's the teenager. Now, that might be something that's a little scary or freaky or no, 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 that can't be right to think about, but it really is. Uh, because almost all poltergeists 
almost all activities of poltergeists cease when the individual in the household that is creating this either grows out of the phase or they leave the house. Because once they leave the house, the, they stop feeding the, this entity because they, they're old enough, they have changed, their physical bodies are more at ease, their minds are less f stressed because they're not um, dealing with the things that come with the that you know teenagers deal with, like relationships, uh, sex hormones, the stress of performing to certain standards in school, um, trying to figure out what college to go to, um, the threat of grounding if they don't get a good grade. There's all these things that get put onto um, a teenager's mind, and it they just go crazy. But they may not <clears throat> they may not externalize it so much as they create something to release them. And it, they, they, the poltergeist really doesn't give them relief, believe it or not, because the poltergeist needs to feed off them. So the poltergeist has a vested interest in keeping that person in an angsty, uptight, stressful state. But again, it's not like a parasite that comes in lands. A poltergeist just will tap into the energy and feed the flame, fan the flames a little bit, but not like a, not like a parasite will. So again, a poltergeist is not a parasite. A poltergeist is created by the human being. It is connected to the human being. It borrows some of the sentience from the human being. It can think a little bit on its own, and it can be strong enough to physically influence the world around it, but it is not a permanent entity. When the teenager stops feeding it, it disappears. So, why do poltergeists get created, and why do they do the scary shit they do? The poltergeist gets created because the energy that a teenager creates has to go somewhere. Plain and simple. All of that pent-up, angsty energy is got to leave the body at some point. Otherwise, they're going to explode. I mean, I was, you know, hyperactive all the way up until I was about uh, 22, 23 years old. And not ADHD, just hyperactive. And I'm amazed I didn't create a poltergeist in my, in my parents' house, but for whatever reason, I guess I was able to get rid of some of the energy, and I didn't. But, um, you know, so all this energy gets pent up, and it just kind of separates itself from the teenager creating it. And it's psychokinesis because it comes from the mind. So it separates. It becomes a separate entity, but it has a thin thread that connects it to the living host. And again, this is not a parasite, but this is a symbiotic relationship. So the, the, um, the living person does feed the entity, the, this, this creature of energy. And that's a given. Now, why does a poltergeist not seem to do anything that's in accordance with the living person because it is part of the living person? Well, the poltergeist acts independently to a degree of the person that created it. The person who created it... Okay, let me give you a good idea. I, if I remember correctly, there I remember some time, and it's been a long time since I've read this story or come, came across this anecdote, that there would be somebody 
a house with a poltergeist and that the person who was thought responsible for the poltergeist, if she, and I'm pretty sure it was a female, walked into a room, uh, things would fly off shelves and glasses would break, like uh, as in drinking glasses. Uh, so any glass object was at risk whenever she'd walk into uh, a room. I don't know if it was just a certain room or any room, but her poltergeist and psychokinetic energy was able to fling stuff um, that was affected by it, kind of like a vibration affecting, move, you know, making some, a vibration makes an object on your desk move. It's the same thing that the energy is being put out, creates a, a vibration of energy and makes something move. Or in the case of glass, it resonates at such a frequency, the glass breaks. And that's nothing that this individual intended on. It's not anything that she wanted to do or have happened. She had no focus. And that's the thing about a poltergeist. There is no focus behind these things. They just are. And the way that this, you know, her energies um, affected the poltergeist, or the pol well, excuse me, affected the physical world around them is that it caused things to go flying and break. So... It is, it, it's all it is, and but it is scary as for people to witness this because you don't see the cause. And I'm not trying to downplay, because poltergeists can be very dangerous and be very scary because they are capable of doing things like, you know, who wants a glass coming at, you know, drinking glass coming at their head seemingly out of nowhere? Because it happens with poltergeists. And the person who is creating the poltergeist is just so angry at this person that like the family member, mother, father, dad, you know, uh, brother or whatever, that they hate them so much that the poltergeist is actually respond. The psychokinetic energy is responsible for flinging that glass at that person. So, and there have been stories of that where somebody's so angry with a family member that, you know, the poltergeist, quote unquote, through the glass at the person's head. No, the person who is angry influenced the build this energy to solidify just enough to make this glass fly. And I know I'm kind of sounding like I'm breaking the laws of physics, but it's not really because we are humans and the world around us are made up of molecules that are spinning so fast we have solidity. And molecules are en need energy. And energy is at the basis basic basic need of all of us. We all need energy to live. Um, we need energy to create things. We need energy to to live, to do, to exist. And the poltergeists are on a very basic level of existence in that regard. They're just energy without enough, with enough molecular structure to affect the world to that degree, but not more. So that's why people who think they've been, you know, that, that they've the poltergeist can't necessarily be strong enough to break skin, cause bruises, but it can create a force to knock somebody over. And, um, you know, it's, um, there are, there's a fine line between what a pol what blaming a poltergeist for a serious injury and, you know, like the, uh, the end result of somebody being knocked over while they fell. So they got more injured from the fall as opposed to the actual injury from the actual push from the poltergeist, you know. So again, fine lines, but poltergeists by themselves uh, do not kill, are not capable of it.
but they can make life very scary and not so pleasant. You know, it's just, but it's again, it all depends on how intense of stress the person is under for the level of poltergeist activity to take place. Um, you know, on, on Reddit, I read, I've read my share of poltergeist stories and, um, I've always found that in the, the telling of the story, there's a teenager involved, like somebody had a sister go through a breakup and, um, their sister, it's like right there. Their sister's a teenager and it is, they had a breakup and I knew immediately that the stress of the breakup and the anger at the breakup is what created the poltergeist activity in the household. Now, I posted on that thread, so if you go through my user history, there's no secret here, and I'm not calling this person out for being, for, 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 enough, for any reason, because I'm not, they're not, they didn't know why, how, what, but when I looked into the house, because I have a really weird ability to see inside people's homes and see what's going on in there, and I couldn't tell you why, how, myself, but it's just something I do. And all I could see was a shapeless, not quite shapeless, but an entity of energy that had taken on the form of a female, but not fully formed. And that it was imitating the actions that the, the living person was doing, but not necessarily doing it independently, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, I could pick up all of that stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is not a spirit. This is not. This is not a devil or demon or negative entity that's come to take your home you know, over your home. Your sister just went through a breakup, and she's already in a bad state, hormonally, mentally. Not saying again, she's not. Nothing's wrong with her apart from the fact she's going through the teen years and that has its own fun. And um, she created it. And it might not go away until she gets past this uh, breakup. She gets past a certain age or she moves out of the house. It's just annoying. Um, so this is how poltergeists work, folks. And can you get somebody to turn off their poltergeist to stop the activity maybe maybe not it, you have to have somebody the person who's creating it has to be cognizant and aware of what they are doing first before they can start saying oh shit that's me and actually try to take pains to do something about it and you if um, it's really hard and you can't exercise a poltergeist because you're exercising a part of that person from themselves, which is n n not a wise thing. And I don't think it's even really that possible to do because the free will and all that stuff. And here's my little visitor. Um, and um, the, um, the other part of it is that um, the once created, they have to be cut off from their source and allowed to dissipate, which is its own problem. So can you sage, there he is, uh, can you sage and salt a poltergeist out of your home? No. Can you exercise exorcism, a poltergeist, with a, you know, with the intervention of a priest or an individual trained, and if you hear purring, it's because he's near the microphone, um, to, you know, get rid of this exorcism, get rid of the poltergeist from somebody. The movies would have you think so, but no. Poltergeists really, 
Um, I mean, maybe somebody's had success. I don't know. I have not come across it. But um, poltergeists are just PK phenomenon, psychokinesis phenomenon. And I'm sorry, he's trying to walk on my keyboard and I don't need him screwing up my recording. Um, and um, they are created by people. They're created by humans. They're not created by the other side. They're not an evil entity. They're not something that's tumbleweeded into your house and decided to take root. They're just um, excess human energy that borrows from the person that created it. So you can try, I mean, I guess if you really, if the person who is creating it is so bad, they could go on antidepressants. They could go on anything to help get relief from the mood swings. But, you know, a physician might feel that it's just normal teenage development and there ain't nothing to do about it. So everybody has to suffer with a cranky, upset, annoyed, mad, angry, hormonal teen in the house. And a poltergeist. Oh, boy. So, um, but um, rest assured that they are, once the person moves out of that phase of their life, the poltergeist will disappear with that changing of the phase. They don't stick around. They don't have lives outside of the person that created them. And they just don't have anything to fuel them once that person stops feeding it. So if you can get somebody to go, you know, the person who's causing these issues, you know, I'm I'm speaking theoretically. Somebody's in a situation where there's a family member who's creating a poltergeist and somebody realizes what's going on and says, oh, hey, man, you got to stop this because you're creating this misery in the house with the PK phenomenon. You made a poltergeist. Stop it. You know, that's just the beginning um, of trying to get that person to chill out and not get so angry, which is really hard because people like getting addicted to anger as much as they like getting addicted to anything else. So if that, you know, and teenagers are especially good at staying angry and enjoying the rushes they get from it. And I'm not trying to be negative or, or, you know, condemnation, well, forget it trying to say condemnation, um, and the word ain't coming to my brain, but blame it on the kitten. Um, You know, teenagers do what teenagers do, and they have to be allowed to do what they do within reason, because that's how they turn into adults and become functional members of society is by going through this crap. And about the only thing that somebody can do, a family member can do, is to help them work through these issues that are creating the energy and, you know, getting them, you know, help, getting them psychotherapy, getting them, you know, whatever that needs to be done for them to find some, to be able to relax, stop generating all this this psychokinetic energy and stop feeding their poltergeist and return the household into the semi-peaceful state it once was before this all came around. But again, if none of that is available, then it's just a matter of suffering through keeping your ears and eyes open for random stuff being flung around the house and random weirdness happening in the house that seems like there's an entity there, but it's not. And just wait for this to pass, unfortunately. There's really no good solutions here. And most of the time I can tell somebody, 
you need to sage, you need to salt, you need to light your house, and you know you, you might need to do a little this and that to get the uh, get rid of a negative entity. But if there's no negative entity in the house and it's a poltergeist, then it's a completely it's a different ball of wax. Long story short, though, when it happens, it's not. It's just what it is. There's nothing else to it. There's going. There's no portals opened to bring in uh, more anything that's more evil. There's nothing that worse that's going to happen because just simply because there's a poltergeist, they exist only because they are a manifestation of a human being. And when that person passes out of that phase, they go away. Yeah, that's all there is to it. And I know I've said that different ways, different times, but I want to reiterate that so people understand that, you know, it's not paranormal in the sense that you would think it's paranormal. And it's not really controllable in either by, by somebody saying that, oh, I, you know, I want this to happen and boom, it happens. No, it, there's no control it uses it, it takes its cue from the living person to make action to take actions and sometimes those actions aren't the best however um i would imagine you know i haven't done the research but most times poltergeists are annoying scary freaky what have you but um they come and they go they pass through the people's lives and that's all there is to it the actual there are cases of people who have been endangered by a poltergeist, sure. I'm not going to say that there haven't been. But for somebody who's going through a situation with a poltergeist, don't panic. Take measures to figure out who's creating it. Find ways to get them to stop creating it. And accept the fact, and I hate to put it like that, but accept the fact that this is going to be something... That happens until such time as things change. And, um, you know, they're not saying put person out into the street or get them institutionalized. You just, just got to live with their poltergeist the same way you got to live with them. So, on that happy note, uh, any questions or whatever, or if you want to, if you think you've been dealing with a poltergeist from a family member or... Um, want to know the difference please do email me my email will be down in the box the description box and um you know give me a drop me a line and ask me questions so i'm here for and again i am always available for a reading to be your your phone call to your deceased loved ones and i know i'm a little flippant about that but it's kind of like that's who i am so if you'd like to talk to me about a reading you're more than welcome to let to to drop me a line and email and eventually the website will be back up and running. It's just one of these years I'll prioritize it. So on that note, um, I hope everybody is planning an excellent Labor Day weekend, even though the weather's going to be cool in the Midwest. So wherever you are, hopefully you've got good weather to enjoy. And um, food for thought about the poltergeists. And um, one last thing before I forget, if you are experiencing poltergeist-like activity, and there is no teenager in the house, well, you got a different problem. But that's something I can help with. So please don't hesitate to ask me for help. And on that note, I wish you all a good one. And until next time, and if I can get my hand to my mouse, because the kitten's on the desk and keeping me from hitting the stop button. I don't want to get bit. It's annoying. 
Uh, you all enjoy yourselves. Have a good one and happy thoughts. And we'll, we'll talk again.